0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, December 7th. S&P futures are trading off 15 points. That's about 40 basis points. NASDAQ futures are doing a bit better. They're off 20 points. That is about 16 basis points. Europe is down about 40 to 50 basis points, so relatively comparable to what the S&P is doing. You are seeing some underperformance in cyclical stocks in Europe. So autos are off more than a percent and banks are down about 1.8%. Just keep in mind, obviously, cyclical value stocks have traded very well month-to-date and quarter-to-date. Asia was more mixed. You saw softness in Japan, uh, mainland China, and Hong Kong, um, and some outperformance in Taiwan, Korea, Australia, and India. Um, So I'm not reading too much into this morning's softness. It's very mild. It's very modest. You're not really seeing aggressive selling anywhere. Um, it seems just like um, some very, um, you know, again, unimportant profit taking. Uh, as far as some of the reasons that are being cited, so Brexit negotiations, you know, there was supposed to be an agreement um, possibly reached over the weekend that has yet to occur. Talks are still ongoing; they've yet to yielded a compromise. Um, you are seeing the pound get hit very hard, so the pound is off more than a percent. Um, so that clearly is not aiding sentiment. I would just note though, that this really has not been um, a, a topic of great concern to US stocks. I don't really think it's um, a reason why people would be coming in this morning and aggressively selling out of US names. Um, and all that being said, I still think at the end of the day, you will see an agreement get Ford's in Europe. I just don't see how um, either side, either Brussels or London, will allow this whole process to collapse um, and January 1st to come around without an agreement in place. Um, you know, so that is one factor that's driving some of the softness as far as COVID is concerned. It's really the same conversation as before, where you have a lot of grim near-term news in the U.S. Um, you know, transmission figures are not rising as at um, they're not rising as at fast a rate as they were before. But you are seeing hospitalizations increase, and you are seeing, I think, more importantly, you are seeing mitigation actions get taken. So California um, is probably the big piece of news. A lot of the major population areas in that state have imposed um, lockdown restrictions um, that started to hit the tape Friday, and then you saw other areas of the state announce um, similar moves uh, over the weekend. So that clearly is not aiding sentiment. I would just note that um, you know again the market is, has been absorbing that type of news for several weeks relatively well, um, and for the most part, investors are still looking towards. Um, you know, the spring timeframe, you know, March, April timeframe, when you're gonna start to see vaccines really get rolled out aggressively in the US and Europe. Um, The UK tomorrow will become the first Western nation to actually begin to administer these vaccines. The FDA is a big meeting um, to consider the Pfizer vaccine uh, later this week. Um, it's likely you'll see Pfizer and Moderna get FDA, uh, EUA before the end of this year. So the vaccine process is underway. Um, it's going to take some time to really pick up steam, but you know, again, it's that kind of near term, grim, medium, longer term, um, more positive outlook as far as COVID is concerned on the fiscal front in the U S you know, the, the adjectives that are being used to describe the process are kind of the same, you know, everyone's optimistic. You're taught there's, there's apparently progress, uh, occurring behind the scenes, um, that $900 billion blueprint unveiled by a bipartisan group of senators last week, it looks like that could be um, published today in the form of an actual bill. That's not necessarily an incremental development. Um, again, it's just that blueprint getting translated into actual legislation. Um, you know, you've yet to really hear McConnell come out and explicitly endorse that blueprint. And I would also just note that Pelosi and Schumer have only called it a starting point. So they haven't really endorsed it either. Um, That being said, you do clearly have a lot of momentum occurring in Washington. The budget bill, which again, is going to be the vehicle to attach stimulus to. So they are only going to be really one piece of legislation um, that will address both the budget and and stimulus. That budget deadline of December 11th looks like it will get moved back. So a one-week continuing resolution will probably get passed in Congress according to multiple reports that will push the budget deadline back to December 18th. Um, you know, again, I don't think markets really need to worry about a shutdown. The only question is how much stimulus gets included into that um, into that budget bill. I think you will see um, a, several major issues get addressed, um, pushing back some of the January first deadlines um, in terms of COVID-related uh, COVID relief measures. The question is whether or not you get, you know, a trillion dollars of incremental stimulus included in there. And I think you probably will not. Um, you know, I think you'll see some of it get addressed now, and then the rest. After Biden gets sworn in on January 20th. Um, so that's the fiscal stimulus backdrop. You know, a monetary policy, nothing major out of the Fed. The Fed is in a holding, it was in a quiet period um, ahead of their meeting next week on the 16th. You do get to ECB on the 10th. This week, the ECB is widely, widely expected to increase its quantitative easing program by a half trillion euros and unveil some additional TLTRTOs. The Fed next week is expected to largely do nothing in terms of incremental policy. It could update some of its forward guidance around its quantity uh, its quantitative easing program. Uh, so those are kind of the major themes and trend for this morning. Again, a lot of this has been in the market in the press for several weeks. Um, you know, relatively quiet. You're not really seeing a dramatic shift in the overall narrative. You had a bunch of economic numbers out today that were that were relatively bullish. So including trade numbers from China and Taiwan, as well as Germany's industrial production. Looking at the calendar for this week, there are a bunch of major catalysts on the tape uh, that will be hitting over the coming days. So again, you have the ECB on Thursday the 10th. You also have that FDA advisory meeting for Pfizer's vaccine on Thursday. Um, You have, again, people will be watching very closely the, the fiscal talks in Washington, as well as the Brexit talks in Europe. You have a bunch of earnings reports you have a bunch of analyst meetings, and then you have more sell-side conferences. The most important one will be the Goldman Financial Services Conference. That is Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, you know, Again, just given how important banks are to cyclical value, cyclical value has really been the theme so far this quarter. Those stocks have traded very well. This will be the last opportunity for banks to really update investors on um, on the state of earnings. I have previews for all those events and more in um, a separate piece that I published over the weekend. So be sure to check that out for more details. And that is any, that's everything for today. Um, thank you for listening.